mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, our last hour of today's program. We appreciate you all joining us, as uh, most of you do each and every week, and I do appreciate it. We've got Kelly up next. We have lines open, 303-477-5600. Kelly, what can we do for you? Um, so I'm spending quite a, quite a bit a week on gas okay. right now, like everybody else, but um, wondering if it pays, actually, to just get a pretty smaller car um, and what your opinion is of, I've been wondering about a Fiat, so I'm wondering about what your opinion is of the Fiat. No. No? That's an easy answer. Sorry. They're just, they're hard to repair. Parts are hard to find. Uh, Honestly, their quality isn't what it should be, in my opinion. I know there's probably some folks out there that might want to argue with me on that, but just, Uh this is from experience, uh, would not be my number one choice of of car even if you're looking to you know, especially if you're looking to, to save money down the road you won't in that you might save it on the fuel economy side but it'll end up costing you on the repair side down the road so that one's not a good choice what, what are you driving now kelly um i drive a kia sorrento but i'm spending like 140 a week on gas so what's your what's your fuel economy like what are you what are you getting in the mid-20s or low 20s um, or what i'm getting like 19 it's all 19 20 that's low. That car should be doing better than that, actually, as well. That's not high enough. As, I mean, it never. the most I've ever gotten out of it is, like, maybe 22. Okay. But never anything too much higher. It's okay. always been since we got it new. <laughs> and what year is that car? Uh, 2012. Okay, so 2012. What do you feel, because I don't have it in front of me, but what do you feel its value is, or have you looked at all? Um, I haven't looked, but we probably we would keep it for like a winter car. Okay. All right. Easy enough so, then. That's an easy answer. Okay. Never mind. That's easy. Okay. So then uh-huh. we're looking at a, another car that would be your winter car. So you're looking at a car to replace. So it, what, what are you thinking, you know, cause it's, it, this is a math issue, as you know, it's, it's just simple math when it's all said and done. I mean, but, outside of the Fiat, what do you, I mean, let me ask you this. How much money do you want to spend and what kind of fuel economy are you looking for? Well, I mean, I guess I was thinking if I could get like thirty miles to the gallon, even it would be it would be great. But I don't know if that's feasible or not. And what's your mileage per month, roughly? Well, I mean, oh gosh, how far are you driving each month? I should, you know, on a week. What what you know? What are you driving per week? Well, in a week, I probably drive. Let's see, I drive um, twenty. I drive forty miles both ways, you know, to work and back. Um, total. So, so, um, so, eighty miles a day or forty miles a day? Uh, forty miles a day. Forty miles. That's okay. if I go somewhere else, you know. Right. So, so let, let's round that up. So, let's just say fifty miles a day, and you're doing that five days a week. Mm-hmm. How much on the weekends? Uh, probably. What do we drive, Greg? Probably. 
Probably another fifty on the weekend. Okay, so we're going to say th- we're going to say three hundred a week, roughly. And there's four point uh-huh. three three weeks in a month on average. So you're driving pretty much average. You're about thirteen hundred miles a month. That's pretty average, by the way, for most U.S. drivers. That's not far off. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the way the way to look at this, and this is how you, how you guys would look at it. By by the way, anybody else listening, same math problem for anybody out there trying to figure out you know what to do when it comes to to saving fuel. So really, at thirteen hundred, you're getting right now. Let's call it twenty miles to the gallon. Means you're. Mm-hmm means you're buying 65 gallons a month. Okay? Mm-hmm. That sound about right? Probably. I don't I've never kept track of it. I'm sorry. Well, and and you do you do keep a track of your dollars. That's about $300 a month roughly. Yeah. Well, I was figuring if I'm spending like right around probably 140 a week, but I was thinking that would be Maybe it, I was thinking it'd be like five sixty. Am I figuring? It well, wrong? if you're if you're doing that much, you're spending about six hundred a month, which is double my figure. Which means we've either got a lot more miles we're driving, or our economy's not as good as you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I mean I know because and I've purposely been driving like at fifty miles an hour this last probably two weeks just to see. Okay. And when you look at my miles per gallon on my car, it's telling me I get. Like 19. Okay, so here, here's what we need to do to make sure that, and this is for everybody listening, check the odometer and do the math manually. And we'll do that for a couple of weeks before we make any big decisions because, again, these are, these are huge decisions. Anytime we start looking at buying cars, there's extra insurance, there's license plates, there's maintenance on that. I mean, there's a lot of expenses with a secondary car. We want to make sure we're making things, you know, we're doing things correctly on the financial end of things. So check right. this manually, and you know how to do that. So you know, record your odometer the day you fill up, the next day you fill up, you record it again, you subtract, that's how many miles you drove, divide that into how many gallons you put into it, there's your mileage. Uh-huh. And we'll do that for two weeks before we do anything else. So we know exactly, because here's where I'm going with this. If we're below that 20 mile to the gallon mark, we've got problems with your car you should fix first. Uh-huh. Because it okay. shouldn't be using that much gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because and, that, that's going to, you know, whether we're driving it now, we buy something else and keep it for winter, and we drive it in the winter, we still want to get the mileage fixed because it should be doing in those in that twenty mile to the gallon range minimum. Right, and that's it's a V six. It's not a four Correct. cylinder. I kind of figured okay. that. Yeah, I figured okay. you know because most most of the V sixes will be in the you know high teens, low twenties, depending upon how you drive and the time of the year and so on. But again, you should be able to average out about twenty miles to the gallon in that car. If we're not doing that, we've got other issues there we need to fix because it's not going to get any better. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse if we don't fix it. Right. So I want to know, you know, before we make any big decisions, what's our actual mileage? And then once we know all of that, you know, now it becomes an easy decision as to, okay, I know I'm getting X amount in mileage and I know I'm spending X amount in fuel. If I went and bought something else, I have to now figure what's the total price of the car costing me and I'm still going to have to put gas and insurance and maintenance and license plates into it. We add all of that up and we divide it out over the course of, say, five years to get you an average annual cost of what the new car is going to cost you. And you determine mm-hmm. on a you know monthly basis out of that whether it works or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, one, of the, one of the things I'm always fearful of when gas prices are doing what they're doing now, and you're a great example and why I want to take a little more time with you than, than even I normally would, is the normal knee-jerk reaction is, I'm going to go buy another car that gets less mileage because I'll save money. You usually don't. Okay. 
and I, and I mean that sincerely. Now, again, in your case, where we're spending you know roughly six hundred dollars a month on fuel, we have another issue because you should not be spending six hundred dollars a month in fuel for what you're driving for the miles you're driving. Uh-huh. So that that right. problem we fix outside of everything. And then determine, does it still make sense to buy a more, you know, because really, if you think about it, Kelly, 10 mile to the gallon difference in actual dollars and cents at the end of the month is not a ton. Right, right. You know, it's not a ton of dollars is what I'm getting at, you know, going back into your pocketbook. I mean, you, you to be significant, you'd need to get up into the, you know, you'd have to double it. You'd have to go from 20 to 40 miles to the gallon to really see significant savings. That that 10 mile to the gallon isn't going to save you. I mean, it saves some, but it's not a ton. Right. So and my husband's asking, John, um, if we would decide to trade our car in, though, or whatever, um, what would be a small car that you would recommend, like? What? what what do you use your car for? That's always the first thing I also ask, because the last thing we want to do is buy the wrong car for the wrong application. What do you guys normally do with the car? Um, it's just the two of us, so we just, I mean, it's just our, our car that we drive pretty much for everything, but we have a pickup, so when we kayak okay. or whatever, we take the truck. Okay. Good, so, so you've, got, you've got other transportation outside of that, so really, you could right. look at any of the smaller, you know, compact vehicles that get much higher fuel economy. What I mean by that is, you know, you just really look at some of what they call subcompacts, they're, and they're not compacts, they're going to be like a subcompact, and determine what the the mileage would be. I will also tell you that given what you guys are doing, a hybrid, if you can go that direction, you can get up into that 40 to 50 mile per gallon range, and for as much as you're driving, that would be where significant savings would come in. Okay, okay. Because some um, of the hybrids will get 50 miles to the gallon, Kelly, pretty easily. Oh, wow. Huh. I guess we didn't realize that. I mean, the, the RAV4 hybrid, for example, will do 45 miles to the gallon pretty easily. Actually, the Sorento hybrid that you own will do almost 40-plus miles to the gallon. Right. Huh. Okay. So, that, you know, you, that line of car, you know, that, that product line even has some hybrids that will do that. In, in, uh-huh. in, in, in You know, in the same configuration of car you have now okay okay yeah um all right well i think i think that's all all we wanted to know right right probably or no yeah, if, and, and Kelly, if there's anything else, even, you know, once you guys determine in the next couple of weeks what your actual mileage is, if you want to call uh-huh. back in on a Saturday and chat or even during the week and chat, you know, I can do that. Or you can email me. I mean, either way, I mean, I'll help you through this process and get you guys, okay. you know, where you need to go. And because you, you have options. The biggest uh-huh. thing I want to make sure that you don't do is just spend money to spend money because then at the end of the day, we're not ahead. We've just spent money. We want to make right. sure we're spending the right money in the right areas to save in the end. Right. Well, and that's why we kind of wondered what what cars you recommend, you know, that we're good. Because we drive our cars usually until we can't drive them anymore. Okay. So Great. Uh, which ones, you know, you would recommend that would hold up well? And that's why I asked about the Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would then if if that's what you guys do and we're really looking to save the most economy and and I'll be honest if you're if you have the type of driving situation you have now where you've already got a whole nother vehicle I, I would personally I would offload the car you have now you know trade it sell it do whatever you want to do and I probably would look at buying 
uh, and I'm, I'm just going to say this because they've got the best hybrid products on the market, and they'll last the longest with the least amount of maintenance, and that's a Toyota. I would look at a Toyota hybrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, a Camry okay. will get 40-plus miles to the gallon, Kelly. Uh, okay. So you can do a Camry, of course, the Prius they make. They make a Corolla hybrid now, and you can also do the RAV4 in a hybrid. And, of course, they've got everything else. They've got Sequoia now. They've got the trucks are now hybrid. So Toyota's going to have an entire lineup of hybrid vehicles, and, you know, all of them high quality. Toyota's been the innovator of the hybrid end of things. I think they've got the best technology out there. And not to take anything away from everybody else's, but when you're the leader and you invented it, you are still the leader in that world, and they are, and they build the best product along those lines, I think. Right. And, John, what are your thoughts on uh, used versus new? We've always bought new, but after this last car, we were like, we uh, don't know that we ever want to buy new again. Well, I tell you what, right so. now, it's an interesting, and it's a great question, by the way. We're in an interesting time. And I'm just going to say it depends. It depends on the car that you find because some of the used cars are bringing as much money as what you would order because finding a car in a lot is tough right now. But the used cars are bringing as much money as if you ordered and made a deal on a new car, even if you bought it at sticker price. You can darn near buy a new car, order it, and wait for it and do as well on that as you can buy in a high-quality used car. Right, that's what I've heard. And it's a unique time. Normally, you cannot do that. But for you guys, if you're going to you know, own this and drive it literally until it doesn't drive anymore, and you're looking at saving you know, money on the fuel side and so on, I'm pretty sure if we did the math, you could buy you know, even a new RAV4 hybrid and probably be money ahead and have a car that will run for the next 15 years. Right, right. Okay. Well, I appreciate all your information. You're very welcome. No, great question. But it's a really good universal question, Kelly, so thank you. Thank you. You bet. My my husband just wants to ask you a question real quick. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. I love your shows all week long. I try to listen to them as much as I can. Thank you. Thank you. Um, The one question I did have is, though, I I miss a lot of the the Ready Radio programs. Okay. Is there a way to look them up online? You sure can. Just go to ready hyphen. So just like just like Drive Dash Radio, go to ready hyphen or ready dash radio dot com and our podcasts are all there. They're all there? Yep. Okay. I I just can't find the one I was looking for, which was a couple And if if you have a question on one, let me know or let Ann know. Yeah, actually actually if you just go to the website and send in a contact us, it'll go to Ann and I and either one of us can answer that and find it for you. All right. Well thanks, John. Okay. And we also took you up on uh uh, oh, you recommended Extreme Auto Care and Parker, and that's who we use. So. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you very God. much. I appreciate it. You know what? Great phone call. No, I did not stage that. Those are great listeners. I appreciate you guys very, very much, and the fact even that you're using you know, Extreme on top of it all. And that was a great universal call to apply to a lot of different people right now, really struggling with what do we do. Do we keep driving what we own, keep putting gas into it? Do we buy something else? And as I just went through with Kelly and Craig, make sure financially speaking and the numbers work before you make any decisions, because I'm afraid there's a lot of folks out there just buying a car to buy a car thinking they're going to save money. Yet when you look at all of the other costs that come back into it, you may not be. So I want to be careful that we do this correctly, and that was a great phone call. So, guys, we'll be right back. Anything else you'd like to either add to that or comment on or even a new question, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. All right. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Brian, I believe, has been holding the longest. So, Brian, welcome. How are you? I'm good, John. Uh, I used to own an Alfa Romeo, and uh, I was too young and didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, um, 
fiat is actually a uh, acronym just like GMC, General Motors Corporation. True. Uh, FIA, it's something like Fabrication, Italia, Automobile, and T, I'm not sure what that is. But back in the day, we would joke and say that uh, F-I-A-T actually stands for Fix It Again, Tony. You got it. Fix It Again, Tony. That's a fiat. You are correct. <laughs> so, back in And honestly, up, Brian, I, I hate to say this, but it really hasn't changed much, unfortunately. I, yeah, you know, they're cute, and that's it. It ends right there. Well, and, and a good example, and, and a re, the way, uh, you know, one of the other ways I can prove that is the Jeep Renegade, which is basically built on a Fiat 500, you know, chassis. That is one uh, of, if not the worst Jeep you could ever own. So I kind of proved my point just with that one factor alone. And I realize that Stellantis is, you know, they own Chrysler and Dodge and Fiat and all of that, and it's all one big conglomerate. But let me tell you what, a, a Ram pickup is not a Fiat. A Jeep is not a Fiat. That Wrangler, or, you know, that, that Renegade, it is a Fiat, Brian. I never, it uh, makes me sad. I did not know that. That is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, I totally believe you, but I just wasn't aware yep, of that. Yep, most people don't know that, but it is. That, that, the, the, the Jeep Renegade uh, is a Fiat. Wow. Yep. There you go. Yeah, there, there's just nothing there. There's, nope. Those guys are eating their salami sandwiches or whatever <laughs> they're doing. But they're <laughs> good one. Good one, Brian. Have a good one. Hey, appreciate it very much. He, he makes me laugh. I, I appreciate that. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Yeah, here's a here's a good one for you. I just got a uh, a message on my iPad from a friend. It said when the the price of gas matches the name of the the gas station, and it was a Seven Eleven gas station oh. with seven dollars. Yeah, uh, there's parts of the country where it's higher than that, Bill, as you yeah. know. Yep. Okay. That's all right. All no, got. that's a good one too. Appreciate that. And yeah, um, that's really bad when the price is that high. Craig, you're next. Hey, John, um, that couple asking you advice on buying a, a yes, car economically. The yes. um, other thing you might add to that uh, is they sounded like they, she said they drive their cars basically until they won't run anymore. You know, long. So it looks like they're long-term ownership people. You know, they, yes. they keep their cars a long time. Yes. A lot of people probably won't take into consideration whether the vehicle they're buying is a timing belt or a timing chain car. True. Now, if you know with the timing belt car every hundred thousand miles or seven years whichever comes first is going to be an extra you know roughly thousand dollars or more uh or more to have done each time so if you want to factor that into cost of ownership long term that's going to add up over you know if they own a car let's say 20 years correct and 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 again really quick for everybody that's that's where uh you know not Toyota's not paying me to say this. I just know they're, again, they're the leader when it comes to the hybrid technology. And to that point, Craig, that you're making, when you take a hybrid that the engine itself isn't going to be running near as long as and or hard as a regular engine would, that's why the longevity of some of those hybrids, you know, outside of potentially some battery issues, although I will tell you, Toyota has had very little of that. Those things will run you know, 150,000 miles or more with very, very little degradation. So Toyota's got that part of it really dialed in. 
uh, better than even a lot of the other companies that are out there even making full EVs, Ford and GM being a couple of them. Uh, Toyota's got that really dialed in, and your you know actual overall cost of ownership on a hybrid with a Toyota is not that much. It's really pretty good, to your point. And their batteries have – their hybrid batteries have uh, – at least I – when they first came out, I was afraid they would be – the longevity of them was questionable, but they seem to be. They've been great. Been of all great, the other, I mean, of all the other manufacturers, literally, they have been, they have been um, at the top of the list. They've done very, very well, Craig. Now I know, like my son has an example, uh, a 2012 Honda Civic, mm-hmm. and it's just a little 1.8 liter four mm-hmm. cylinder. Um, he gets great gas mileage with that especially, of course, when he's in eco mode. So, sure. you know, and, and it's a timing, you know, unlike some of the Hondas, it's a timing chain car. And that's a 35-mile-to-the-gallon so, car pretty easily. Yes, easily. Yep. Uh, highway, probably good 40 yep. in eco mode. That's right. Great, And another and great car. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with the Honda products either, but if you're looking for, again, if you're really looking to save money and get up into that 40-mile-per-gallon-plus and still have a versatile vehicle, I that's where the, you know, the Toyota's in there. In their hybrids, especially the Rav4 hybrid, that's a pretty tough one to beat right now. What about what is your opinion on a lot of these vehicles that have the cylinder deactivation when they get out on the highway? They actually shut down some of the cylinders. Mm-hmm. What what long term problems do you see with those, or have you seen with those? There's been problems with some of those. Most of it comes down to I'll be honest. Most of it comes down to the maintenance side of it with a lot of those particular. Uh, vehicles and owners of. And what I mean by that is, you know, GM was kind of the first one to sort of innovate that. They started way back in the day with Cadillac, and they've continued to refine that in a lot of their bigger uh, vehicles, you know, the the trucks, the Suburbans and Tahoes, they've got the cylinder de- deactivation on. And it's really an active deactivation now to where literally it, it just does whatever is needed power-wise, and they can literally in a nanosecond shut a cylinder on or off depending upon what's needed. What's happened, though, and what they... I don't know who to point blame at here. I just there isn't any blame. I guess you just state the facts. The problem with the majority of those engines, Craig, on the GM side, especially, is people didn't maintain them as well as they should. What I mean by that is those are so critical because the oil is what they're using. It's it's an oil shut off to the lifter that's actually collapsing or standing like, you know, is pressurized like it should be to open and close the valve. So what they're doing is shutting on and off a lifter in a nanosecond, and that's where it's really, really important to have solid, you know, oil and the right kind of oil and changed often enough and so on. And what I think has, has been found, and, and there's people in the industry that probably would disagree with me on this, but my own opinion on that is the majority of problems with that particular engine and the cylinder deactivation has been the lack of maintenance or, or not enough maintenance. And I think that's going to be true with the, with the majority of them. And it's true even with, Craig, even some of the Fords that have the cam phasers uh, where they're an issue. I mean, a lot of these vehicles, if they just had had proper maintenance and not gone 10,000 miles on an oil change you know, numerous times, they probably wouldn't have been a factor. But yet the, that's what the factory told them to do. So I guess if you can point blame, it's back to the dealer and the factory for saying they could go that long when they couldn't. Well, with your timing chain cards, it's, it's critical that you get frequent oil changes That's right. and, and not to try to extend the life of them. That's right. So, you know, you're trying to skimp and save a little money on oil changes, and then in the meantime, doing more damage right. and, and cutting the longevity of your engines, so you're not saving a dime. 
No, you're not. And again, I, I want to make sure we also say this. I mean, I'm still even on those vehicles. It's not a three month, three thousand mile oil change, but it's a, you know, it's a five, you know, five or five months roughly. So you're going to do two, you know, in a, in a two year time frame, you're going to do what five of them or so. I mean, the, the reality is, you have to watch. You have to watch the odometer and know exactly when it's time to change oil. And the other thing too that. And this, this can be a fault even sometimes, I think, Craig, of the provider. Those were vehicles that needed full synthetic oil, not some semi-synthetic like a lot of the quick lubes and even some dealerships will sell you just because it's a cheaper alternative. These were vehicles that required full synthetic. And I'll be honest, a lot of them didn't get that. Yeah. Again, to save money, which goes back to what you just said a moment ago. I've never understood an engine today, and it's been this way now for several years. An engine like we're talking about it is twelve to fifteen grand to replace, and we're gonna save twenty bucks on an oil change. I, I've never understood that, Craig. Well, I, I don't even go to the five thousand mile intervals. I mean, I I tend to go somewhere between three and five, probably around four. And that's I mean, fine, too. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, point being, most of these people are going way, way, way longer than that. And then when they're doing it, they're using a cheap filter. You know, They're going to a quick lube that's using a 99-cent cost filter that's going into bypass mode probably at 1,000 miles. There's no filtration in that engine after that. Uh, they're not using the correct oil. They're using a semi-synthetic. And, and even if they're doing it at 5,000, Craig, but doing it the way I just said, they've, they don't have the right filtration. They're not using the right oil. So even if they're doing every 5,000 miles in the mode that I just said, they're still not doing it correctly. Right. They're, they're still going to have problems with that particular engine because they're not doing it right. And yet... The industry, I hate to blame it on the industry, but this is an industry problem when you've got dealerships and quick lubes that will use a cheap filter and will not use the correct oil and then wonder why we have a problem with a cylinder deactivation engine on down the road. And then every technician out there is blaming GM for the technology. It's not the technology's fault. It's the maintenance fault. Well, something just came to mind. A lot of the dealerships, depending on the the brand, you know, the automaker itself offer uh, anywhere you know, as a kind of a promotion, one to two years free maintenance, and that's on oil changes and things like that. And they're so. pushing you out to probably 7,500 miles or more to not spend any more money on that than they have to. And they all know that it'll go the three years, no problem. It's the it's the year five, six, or seven that you you now start having issues. Yeah. Yep. No, you're spot on. You're 100% correct, Craig. And again, a lot, yeah. a lot of these, and I learned this a long time ago. I, I learned this from from uh, some some past family members that I've had where you can take some of the worst cars ever made, and I mean that sincerely, some of the worst cars ever made, yet I saw those cars with proper maintenance go hundreds of thousands of miles when most of their counterparts would not, which, will, which proves to you that proper maintenance, even on a bad car, still works. Yeah, yeah. We just don't do it like we should. And again, some of it is, I'll blame our industry. Some of it's our industry's fault. I've talked about this many, many times on the program. If you're going to a quick loop to get your oil changes, stop. You're not benefiting yourself. You're benefiting your wallet temporarily, but not in the end. Yeah, if you look at a Carfax and they've been yep. in a Jiffy Lube. And, don't, and I, stuff I, like stay that, far that, away like, from that. Away from yeah, do not yep. buy that car. Exactly, Craig. And wish you a, a, a neglected to wish you a happy Father's Day. Tomorrow. Craig, thank you. Same to you. I appreciate it very much. Believe me, I do. Okay. Thanks for all you day. do, Craig. I appreciate it very much. You're a great caller. I appreciate it. We'll come right back. we got calls coming in. A couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, I got a good text uh, question a moment ago as well. You know, what do I think of the quick lane, you know, fast lubes at the Ford dealers or the quick lube at the Toyota dealers and so on? What do I think of that? It's a good question, by the way. Depends on the dealership. I'll be honest. 
Depends on dealership. Depends on who their lube tech is. Uh, Larry's in here looking at me because there's some lube techs at the dealerships that, frankly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give anything to. I definitely wouldn't have my car in that lane. So again, it depends on the dealership, how they're running it, who the quick lube person is, what oil are they using. Uh, no, they don't use Ford oil. No, they don't use Toyota oil. It may say it may be bottled that way. In a lot of cases, in those quick lubes, it's not. It's coming from a oil provider locally, just like the rest of us use. And it depends on what oil they're using. And they'll tell you they're using a top quality filter, but I want to see the filter also because they have different lines of filters just like everyone else has, and they can use a cheap filter or a good filter. Again, it comes down to price and what are you paying for and getting. Todd in Colorado Springs, you're next. Uh, yeah, John, uh, I got a brake inspection, and uh, what it says here, the rear brake hardware is broken. And then it says rear drums are oversized. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what that means on the oversized. That typically means, and there's not a lot of drum brakes running around on vehicles anymore, but uh, on older vehicles, or I think there's still some Toyota Tacomas running around with drum brakes on them, even new, uh, you know, newer vehicles, Mm -hmm. I should say. Uh, Normally what that means is either two things. Either they've been worn out and they're oversized because the shoes have literally worn that much material off of the drum, or they were turned once before, you know, resurfaced once before, and then through the course of time, the shoes have then worn them down and they're oversized. In other words, they can't be resurfaced. They can't be turned. Okay, I got you there. Hey, yeah, there was a young lady that called earlier. Maybe her name was Ann. That was very appreciative of you. That's my producer, Ann. She does all of our website uh, work and social media and all of that, yes. Okay. Uh, She would probably agree, and I'm sure she does, and probably many of your other listeners, that uh, you're a Colorado treasure, young man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everything you've done and all your knowledge and things like that. And one other question. If you were offered a uh, position in, say, a DeSantis or a Trump, administration would you take it depends on the position transportation department of energy department of interior sure i would i would i would definitely look at those i doubt very seriously being i've never had a college degree i have no phd no masters no nothing todd i i would i would hard i would highly 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 doubt anybody would ever offer me that but yes i would look at that by all means don't forget, so many people in history have never or at least dropped out of college, and we know what they've done with the rest of their lives. That's true, too. There's I, a lot of very important people. I understand. Okay, thank you. For Todd, your time thank you. No, I, happy Father's Day. Thank you for the kind words. I, I appreciate that very much. John and Cheyenne, you're up, sir. Hey, John. Does it make you feel good when you're our age and somebody calls you a young man? Yes, it does, actually. Thank you. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That was the best hey, comment of the day. Yeah, it might be. Hey, uh, my wife and I were in the car, and I just don't have the right words. She's listening on the radio downstairs. Can you explain how the hybrid works real quick? Sure. No, it's great. No, it's a great question. So the hybrid technology, depending upon the company, but in general, it's using the battery to propel you, and depending upon how much energy you need to propel it's either going to do battery only or it's going to allow the engine to in conjunction with the battery move you forward and all the while the engine itself is charging the battery as well all right and then my my second question is you can um 
plug in one of those hybrids also. No, no. Hybrids. Only if it's a plug-in hybrid. That's a different designation. So there are hybrids, okay. there are right. plug-in hybrids, and then there are EV total where it's a total plug-in. So three different right. vehicles. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And then I wanted to give you an update. Remember I was having trouble with my RAM? It was the sway bar links were yes. wearing out? Yes. Okay. I got under there, and I realized when I broke that strut in October, the one I got at Napa wasn't the same as the one on the other side. Oh, well, that would be an issue, yeah. And so the one they gave me in October, and I think it was the only one they had, was a better quality. You know what I mean? It was uh -huh. a step up from uh -huh. the OE. Uh -huh. So I swapped the one on the left for the step up. There the we go. Good answer. <laughs> that explains well, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I didn't even realize it because I ordered it from them, and I just assumed, mm. but he, the guy snapped it that it was the only one we had at the time. Sure, makes the sense. Chain again. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you an update on that. That's but awesome. Other than that, John, have a great Father's hey, Day. Hey, have a good weekend. Have a good Father's Day, John. Thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. we got time. Cynthia in North Denver, you are next. Go ahead, Cynthia. Oh, yes. Um, quick question. Um John, um, I've got a, a 70 um, Chevy pickup short bed, and um, it runs, it starts, it runs, but it smokes. Okay. And so I, I just need to know where I could take it for an evaluation. It's up in the northern area. Um, I probably would have you, even though it's a little bit of a distance from you, I probably would have you drive up to Legacy Automotive in Boulder because the issue you're going to run into on that age of vehicle is finding somebody willing to work on something of a 1970 vintage. I will also tell you that it's highly likely, just because of I know that vehicle like the back of my hand, it's most likely got valve seals that are bad, and that's why it's smoking would be my number one guess. Oh, okay. That was exactly. very, very, very common for that back then. Is it? And does that require, like, a whole engine rebuild? Not not normally. Uh, how many miles are on it? Is it the original engine, Cynthia, and how many miles are on it? No, it's not the original engine. Okay. It's, um, it's a, a 396. It's a bit, small block. My husband had put it in some years ago. Okay. And... Uh, I, I can't even tell you the mileage because I hate to say this. He unplugged the speedometer, and and I know this is not it's good. all right. And, and so, I mean, it really does run beautifully. It's just in the last yeah. couple of months. Now, does it just smoke smoked. on startup, or does it smoke all the time? No, it just smokes when you actually probably about two blocks away from the house, it'll start to smoke. Okay. Yes, not. Yeah. And then, does no. it smoke the entire time you're driving it? Once it does start to smoke, yes. And we might have a bad ring then, too. Um, again, yeah, somebody's going to have to look at that. Um, okay. And, again, I, Josh up at Legacy can look at that for you. And okay. I will also tell you that, uh, just because I've always been looking for, is that a two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive truck? No, it's two-wheel. Two-wheel drive. Lower, that, two that, I mean, that truck is very sellable. If you ever decide you want to do something with that, <laughs> let me know, and I can find a buyer for you. Oh, okay, great. That's great. That's, a, that's not a hard truck to get rid of, so if you get to that point, either let myself or Josh know, and we'll figure that out for you as well. 
Oh, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much. I'll give him a ring. Thank okay, you give again. him a ring. Appreciate it very much, Cynthia. Thanks for the phone call. And we got to take one more break, don't we, Charlie? So we're one more break. Jeff, Roger, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, last segment of the day. Happy Father's Day, by the way, to all you fathers, and appreciate each and every one of you. Jeff in Steamboat, what's going on, sir? Hey, just uh, having a wonderful Saturday listening to you guys again. Well, thank you. And just wanted to concur with that 
fellow that said, young man, you are an asset to the state. Thank and you. I agree. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that very much. Believe me, I do. Yeah. And what my question was today was, is there a schedule for when you're doing any of your remotes? Um, you know what? I will have Ann uh, start working on that. We've got a remote coming up in july and then one in august and then one in september and yes we will get those up to where you guys can see okay. when those are we will actually yes we can do that most definitely cool. later in july later in august and then kind of early september yeah it seems like it always turns out i'm home and not down there when there's something it'll so be nice to I see you watch. so let's see if we can make that happen yeah. okay hey happy father's happy day. father's day jeff i appreciate it thank you again thanks for the kind words as well roger and inglewood you are next Hello. Hello, Roger. Hi. Um, John, I had a bad experience with the Yokohama. Um, bought it in uh, the summer, and it was horrible in the snow on a four-wheel drive car. Okay. Um, and I hadn't had problems before. So I got Pirelli's, and they were terrific. But uh, I've got to buy... Uh, low-profile tires, which I wished I'd never gotten. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have some direction for, you know, uh, a better low-profile tire. What and kind of vehicle? Maybe it. It's a 2014 Fusion. Okay, 2014 Fusion. Um, I mean... Are you running them all year, or are you changing winter versus summer? No, all year. So I want to... Okay, so you uh, need more of an all-season. I I like the Michelin all-season products for that particular vehicle. I think they work very well. If you could switch each, you know, summer versus winter, I would run Blizzax in the winter and then run a you know highway tire in the summer. But if you don't have that ability, uh, I think Michelin makes a very, very nice all-season for that car. Great. I appreciate you, and I love your show. Well, I thank you for that, Roger, very much. I, I really mean that. Bill and Centennial, you are next. Hey, just happy Father's Day. Hey, thank you, Bill. Hey, I want to give you a, a good, fun story about an old-time mechanic gas station. Let's hear it. My son uh, graduated from University of Michigan. I moved him. He was getting, got a job at UCLA uh, in California. So we went to Michigan with my envoy, 02, 140,000 miles. Uh, picked up a U-Haul, moved him from uh, Detroit area to Denver for two days, went out to California. Got across Utah, around St. George, Utah. My voltmeter light came on on the car. And I thought, holy crap. So oh, I yeah. over. And I knew my battery was only two years old. It was a Napa battery. Okay. And then I f- figured out, oh, my gosh, my alternator's not working. So I got into town real quick, called the AAA. They came out, said there's nothing we can do on Sunday. But we know this guy that has a Shell gas station, an old-time gas station, where they actually do work. You know, it's not a convenience store. Got nursed the car into him, the envoy. And he replaced the alternator with an O'Reilly with a two-year guarantee on a Sunday. This was on Sunday because wow. nothing's open on Sunday. And it took him about three hours because a half hour of that was charging the battery back up. 350 bucks, which I think was great. And on I went to California, dropped wow. my son off in the U-Haul and came back to Colorado. And that guy was something else. Wow. That's a great story. You, you don't hear that very often anymore, Bill. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I do have one quick question because he explained something to me, and I wasn't sure I understood. Sure. He 
you said the, the last half hour, it took three hours. The last half hour, he had to charge my battery back up because yep. I was watching my ammeter go down, discharging yep. the whole time since the alternator wasn't putting out anything. He said in the old days, the generators used to charge up the batteries. Nowadays, the alternators, all they do is maintain the battery. He is, is correct. correct. He is, we've talked about that before here. I mean, they will charge to some extent, but if it's way down, like what you experienced, yes, to save uh, wear and tear on the new alternator he put in, it's highly advisable to charge that battery back up so you don't put the stress back on it. Well, that's what he did. He took yep. an extra half hour. He said, I got to yep. charge the battery back up and yep. then He's correct. go that way. And the only thing he made me aware of, I didn't need a new serpentine belt, but I looked at it. And, uh, it, you know, I may replace that here in a little bit. But I have to give kudos to old-time gas stations yep. that still do service. You know, I and wish he, we had, you know, a side note, Bill, and, and you know, we we don't. I wish we still did. And I, and I know why we don't. I, guys finally figured out they could, you know, let independent full-bore shops, you know, handle all the repairs. And because the diagnosis were getting hard, harder and harder and harder to do. So and I realize all that, you know, changed things. They, they figured out they could sell candy bars and cigarettes and make right. as much money as they could, you know, fixing cars. So I, I understand the changeover and why it happened. Although I think, especially our current generation, I think they're missing out. And I think we end up with a lot of vehicles on the side of the road we wouldn't have to have if, in fact, we still had full-service gas stations. Right. Well, one other quick thing on that. I offered to buy him lunch, and he said, no, no problem. As you know, going across Utah, you don't have cell service? No. Well, what I did was I have a set of walkie-talkies, and uh, I had my envoy pulling the U-Haul, and then I had my son and wife driving his car. Okay. And how we communicate all across Utah and around the L.A. area was walkie-talkies. Great idea. Cell service. Yeah, great idea. And it worked out really good. It was better than having to call on the phone, you know, and you yeah. couldn't do it. No, that's a fabulous idea. Yeah, good. I mean, and you know what? Good job. I mean, that again, that's that's kudos to, to some of those, you know, little towns that are along the way and, and those those owners and operators. And you have to wonder, Bill, when those guys are gone, they're not going to be anybody left doing it. Right. Well, I thought it would cost 350 for the alternator. Uh, but that was including labor and everything. That's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah, amazing. Riley, so I mean, I you actually ended up probably saving money there than if you'd had it done here. You said it. Well, happy Father's Day. Hey, Bill, thanks. As always, great call. I appreciate it. And that goes for all of you. I, I really do mean it. I appreciate all of the kind words today and, and just the you know affirmation of what we do here and the difference we make. And, and it's why we keep doing it. I had that question the other day. You know, why do you keep doing this? You don't have to. Why are you doing it? Well, several reasons. I, you know, I enjoy it. We've got great sponsors and partners that, that partner up with us. KLZ and Crawford is just fabulous. They take great care of us. And uh, I'm very thankful to be a part of what they do. And then all of you, of course, the help that we give out. And I really hope over the, you know, 25 years or so we've been doing this, that we've been able to help, you know, numerous people. In fact, even maybe multiple generations of folks and driving and so on. And again, Father's Day this weekend. And I owe, you know, huge, huge, you know, debt of gratitude to, you know, my my grandfather who, you know, passed years ago. My dad, though, my uncles, uh, all car guys and, you know, still learn daily from those guys and different things. And and uh, I, I was very, very blessed to grow up in a in an automotive family that taught not only how to, you know, work hard, you know, the value of a hard day's work and, and what, what that meant, but just, you know, common sense and being able to look at things and figure things out and, and know how to fix things and what to do and decipher not only right from wrong, but in today's world, really even decipher, you know, what's reality versus what people believe. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a conspiracy theory that comes along almost every day. 
Some of them are true. Some of them are not. And I've been very thankful to have, you know, a, a family, my dad especially, that was able to raise me in a way to where you can sit down and reason. That's why our show during the week is called Rush to Reason. You know, really reason out all the different things that are going on, what's right, what's wrong. Look for the facts. Look for the things to back some of those things up. And some of the things that folks, you know, even a year plus ago would have considered a conspiracy have turned out to be true, which we've talked about some of those during the week especially. But even on the car side, there's all sorts of things that go on and all sorts of things that aren't necessarily true that get passed around. And, you know, we do our best here, or at least I do my best, I should say, to straighten some of those things out on a weekly basis so that you all have good information, you know exactly what you can do, not do. And that even comes down to some of the new car things we've talked about for numerous, not only months now, but year. Uh, and I'm just going to close with this. Despite what the manufacturers might tell you, there's still no new cars. And folks, there's not going to be any for probably another year. Volkswagen and BMW both this past week even came out and said, likely no heavy inventory until we get into 2024. They're being honest. I'll tell you what, the rest of them are not. So I'll leave you with that. Have a great Father's Day weekend. Sportsman of Colorado is coming up next, so keep that dial right there. I'll see you back here on Monday for Rush to Reason. But, guys, enjoy your weekend. Thanks again for all that you do and for listening. I do appreciate it and really appreciate each and every one of you. So have a great weekend. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.